Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Something new to worry about, uh, newborn syphilis cases. The sexually transmitted infection typically leads to sores and skin rashes, but it was almost eradicated in the early 2000s thanks to rapid screening and awareness. Duh. Uh, Now it's on the rise again with the transmission growing from pregnant mothers to their fetuses. Last year, the CDC documented over 3,700 cases of syphilis in newborns. That's the highest in 30 years. And on behalf of newborns with syphilis, you don't want none of that. So those impacts obviously can be deadly. Infant death, up to 40% of the cases. So those who survive face a risk of becoming blind, deaf, or experiencing severe developmental delays. Wow. Really sad. Authorities say 90% of these cases could have been prevented through routine prenatal prenatal care. Now, some mothers can't have prenatal visits due to a range of potential factors. What could those be? Um, Oh, I know, the lack of health insurance. Yep, I get that. You don't have health insurance. But if you're pregnant, you still could, I don't know, go see a doctor. Uh, Or the inaccessibility. Oh, yes, there's, we live in a a desert. (laughs) We live in a, a doctor's office desert here in America. Not in my neck of the woods, in DFW. I believe there's some sort of medical building every 10 feet. In the, in the DFW area, but apparently these people live in uh, healthcare facility deserts. So the National Coalition of STD Directors, and I, I love the National Coalition of STD Directors. They're asking for a billion dollars in federal funding to tackle the rise in syphilis. How they're going to go about that? I don't know. I'm guessing maybe a couple of billboards and maybe send out some flyers that say, if you're pregnant and you think you have syphilis, get help. That's going to be a billion dollars. I will say, if you need to advertise here on Chewing the Fat with some of that billion dollars, I'm here for you. I'm happy to tell people to see a doctor so that the newborns or the baby inside of you, if you believe that it's the baby inside of you, won't have syphilis. Okay, I'm a big fan of that. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So I guess it's over. We uh, we continued to meet and uh, we have an announcement that SAG-AFTRA has come to a deal with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. So congratulations. I don't know what the deal is. They st- it still has to be uh, ratified, uh, you know, for by the national board. So we'll see. It might not be over, but I'm sure it will be because they all want to get back to work. Now, according to this, and we'll find out uh, what the full details are. You know, are going to be released, I guess, this weekend or you know, as soon as they're done meeting. They had talked about in this story that uh, they did not get the 
percent of streaming service revenue they originally started asking for two percent and they later dropped it to one percent and then i guess they ended up getting a subscriber fee uh you know per subscriber free okay I, okay i'm not sure what how much that is uh, I know that uh, the revenue companies, I mean, the streaming companies were like, yeah, we are not giving you, uh, we're not giving you some of our service revenue. That's a lot of money. So we'll see. Uh, they will see what the, I guess they're saying that uh, it's a residual for streaming programs based on performance metrics, which the union, after making some adjustments, agreed to take. Okay, well, who actually keeps tabs of the <laughs> the streaming programs uh performance metrics i, I don't know it's we'll, we'll see anyway 118 days longest uh, movie and television strike in the union's 90 year history is over uh so congratulations to sag after and fran drescher for finally coming to a deal uh we'll see if it actually is a deal after they have their review and consideration with the union's national board and if they do good we're back to work all right let's go let's uh, there's a lot of shows on hold that's a lot of money a lot of people been out of work and uh, i mean it, this, this strike has touched a lot of people i mean it's billions of dollars not only for shows and uh, you know streaming work but all the industry around hollywood that work and most of these people understand that they're going to work on a show and then they're going to be out of work again i get that but they still need to work and uh, so we'll you know we'll see how it works out and what the deal is i can't wait to read uh what the deal is because the writers guild said the contract that they did and in, uh, included enhancements worth like a you know a couple hundred million annually and uh so they started out with wanting like i don't know 429 million of enhancements or whatever and the studio's like whoa no <laughs> calm down a little bit uh and you know that i think in the original deal the writer said well we'll 429 million and the studios were like eh, how about 86 <laughs> that's called negotiating and then they ended up at 233 so we'll see what the deal is for sag after uh i hope everyone you know got what they wanted or at least a little bit of what they wanted and we're back to work creating content so let's get to it Something to look forward to, though, is remember they had said, sag after said that they were going to go after the gaming industry once they had a deal here. So we'll see how long it takes for them to go on strike after the gaming industry. That'll be interesting if they do at all. You ever wake up and think to yourself, I'm not going to take a shower. Not today. I can't do it. And then you realize, but I want my skin to be soft and moisturized. And that's why I use Quinn Pittman's Goat soap that's right that's exactly right so you hop in the shower and you use the old uh raw goat milk uh soap that uh is creamy and soft with a rich sudsy lather and it's got all the essential proteins and nutrients and it's all in quinn Pittman's goat milk soap i love it uh qpgoatsoap.com use the promo code jeffy they have the shampoo bars uh i love them you're never going to go back to bottles if you use uh the shampoo bars they also have laundry soap uh that's that's amazing uh and, and it works great it lasts forever about 90 plus loads um offers the gentleness of goat milk soap on your clothes yeah so not only is your skin rich and creamy so are your clothes and that's what you get with quinn's goat soap 
that's right my main man quinn Pittman. so you know most people buy soap uh, from the stores and you know look you don't realize what it's doing to your skin it's a it's a kind of a weird thing you buy the soap and then it dries out your skin and then you have to buy products from the company uh that makes the product that dries out your skin so that it makes your skin soft it's a weird how that works isn't it but soap doesn't do that when it's made the right way with goat's milk and that's what quinn Pittman discovered when he first started learning about soap and he's been making it the right way ever since so if you want your skin to be clean soft luxurious moisturized skin <laughs> you need goat soap and you'll want quinn's goat soap okay qpgoatsoap.com qpgoatsoap.com offer code jeffy will get you 10 percent off your total order quinn has been making goat soap for uh seven eight years now since he was a little kid since he was nine we talked to him uh, last week uh, he's living the american dream so give quinn's goat soap a try and realize just how nice your skin will feel yeah i know qpgoatsoap.com qpgoatsoap.com don't forget to use that offer code jeffy and get 10 percent off your total order qpgoatsoap.com Oh, wow. Uh, General Motors Cruise, you know, the autonomous uh, vehicles that they have uh, they've put on the streets in Arizona and Texas, they are recalling the entire fleet of 950 self-driving taxis. Now, they're doing it out of an abundance of caution to uh, conduct software updates. Oh, okay. So, in uh, last month, in October, for those of you listening live, today is... Uh, November 9th, 2023. Uh, last month, the California Department of Motor Vehicles announced that uh, the immediate suspension of the company's testing permits, citing safety concerns. The department accused crews of misrepresenting safety information regarding the self-driving technology used in its vehicles. The autonomous, the, uh, autonomous cars pose an unreasonable risk to the public. That's what uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles, California and California claimed okay uh so they also said that uh the decision did not impact cruises ability to continue testing vehicles with a safety driver behind the wheel okay well the company still uh decided to shut down the entire fleet uh and pause other deployments in arizona and texas amazing so the incident that's being reviewed i feel like the car did what it was supposed to do uh that's why that's why we're taking a look at the uh software updates <laughs> <laughs> so the incident that they're reviewing is a human hit and run driver tragically struck and propelled a pedestrian into the path of an av so a human car and i hate those bastard humans the way they drive the human hits a car or hits a person and the person flies in front of an av okay so the av braked aggressively before impact and because it detected a collision, it attempted to pull over to avoid further safety issues, which is what it's supposed to do. Now, when the AV tried to pull over, it continued before coming to a final stop and was just pulling the pedestrian forward. <laughs> 
<laughs> trying to pull over. I don't know what's holding me up here. Oh, it's a body. Oh, never mind. So, you know, I get, it didn't kill the person. You know, the victim, uh, you know, they said they were hoping for a rapid and complete recovery. I have not looked into uh, if the person is actually going to have a rapid and complete recovery. It wasn't the AV car's fault that this human was thrown into its path. So it was, uh, those, you know, some bastard human. So now they're looking at recalling, you know, they recalled them all. They want to implement this software update to its collision detection subsystem, which causes the vehicle to pull over instead of remaining stationary when a crash is detected. Okay. Uh, but it did what it was supposed to do. It, didn't, it really didn't do anything wrong. And it didn't hit the person. The person was flung into in front of the, the vehicle. Okay. So anyway, they're still working through well, what it means for the company and who's going to be affected by uh, you know, what, they don't, what they do and don't do. Uh, although the company is now saying they're going to lay off people. Uh, times are tough for the cruise uh, autonomous vehicles there for General Motors. So we'll see. I know, you know, I don't know how long the pause is going to happen for. Uh, you know, they want to take steps, of course, to ensure the safety of its vehicles. Well, yeah, that's what we're doing it for. The safety of the vehicles. Not the people around it, but the safety of the vehicles. <laughs> and as I said, I love in the article, it doesn't say out of an abundance of caution. That's what they mean. But it does say uh, it's a voluntary uh, software recall. Okay. So, why don't you just calm down a little bit, all right? <laughs> so, we'll see what happens. They might just shut the whole thing down. I don't know. I don't think so. It's too big of a deal now going on. And, look, we've had problems with these autonomous vehicles, you know, ever since they've hit the road. But, you know, they've been minimal. They've held up traffic. It's not minimal if you're one of the ones stuck in traffic behind one of these rocks sitting in the middle of the road. Uh, but uh, the you know the lady or the person, did it, did it say that it was a lady or just a person? Am I just assuming it was a lady that got hit by a car? <laughs> I am. I'm just assuming that it was a lady. <laughs> so it could be a homeless guy, could be a rich guy. I don't know. It says here that uh, it struck a human. It doesn't say a woman. I just assume that, you know, if somebody's going to get hit, in California and flown in front of a, an autonomous vehicle. It was a woman, but it doesn't say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But they just know that uh, the car did what it was supposed to do. Now, what it was supposed to do, they don't want it to do. They're, they're assuming that if a human was driving that car and the other human I, we don't know if it was a female or a homeless person or a rich person that was struck and thrown in front of my car if i'm driving and i would immediately stop and then not try to pull over because i'd realize that there's a human body underneath me <laughs> it's not funny it's not funny okay not laughing so stop looking at me like that all right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So here we go again with uh, Neil Portnow, the former CEO of the uh, Recording Academy, uh, stepped down uh, because he was accused of raping an unnamed recording artist. And that was because Deborah Dugan alleged that she was forced out of the CEO job 
after lodging a complaint about sexual harassment, voting irregularities with the Grammy Awards, self-dealing, and conflicts of interest. Okay. Now, uh, she accused the Recording Academy of retaliating against her by drumming up a false pretext to put her on leave. The allegation against Portnow uh, was, you know, that is the most explosive charge because she complained that he allegedly raped a female recording artist who was not named but described as foreign, which was upon the information and belief uh, that his contract was not renewed. It claims that the board was aware of the incident. Well, now... Uh, the woman who claimed he drugged and raped her in a New York hotel room in 2018 has now filed a suit. Um, so we'll see if it actually happens. Now, she's in the new suit, uh, filed in New York State Supreme Court, of course, accuses Portnow, who stepped down in 2019 of sexual battery, accuses the Academy, the nonprofit group behind the Grammys, of negligence. Dugan's claim also said that the Recording Academy's board was aware of the allegations, right? She, the, the former CEO, said that they were aware. Now, this, of course, we don't name the woman. We can't have that because uh, somebody might say something bad about her. Uh, she uh, describes her as an instrumental from outside the United States who, an instrumentalist, I'm sorry, from outside the United States who once performed at Carnegie Hall. The court papers include redacted related correspondence. The woman who has not spoken of the incident publicly until now exchanged with the Academy in 2018. Now, Portnow has said all along that uh, <laughs> these claims are without merit, intended to vigor, and he's going to you know, defend the lawsuit against uh, with this. Uh, this is the latest incarnation of her accusations. They offer new and improved story, padding it with even more outrageous and untrue allegations. Because she claimed that uh, he asked her up to a hotel room, which she went to. It's okay to go to someone's hotel room. I know. I know. I got it. But then he drugged her. She, He said, you want a drink? She drank. He didn't. And then uh, she was there for, I guess, the entire night. Uh, she said she started feeling woozy, said she asked to go. He said there's no taxis available. And then uh, I've, he said, uh, I remember him saying, I've been thinking about you for a very long time. And then she passed out. And she woke up several times throughout the night as Portnow was sexually assaulting her. Okay. Um, they, the suit claims that Portnow ignored several later attempts by the woman to contact him. Yeah, probably for money. I mean, that's what he would say. Uh, she was reaching out for money. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, just another case coming to the forefront. Pretty incredible that they just keep coming against these guys. I guess because they, you know, extended the time that you can, uh, that you can sue people. It's just, okay. I mean... This is better than it happening in 1975, I'll tell you that. Anything that happened back in the 70s, you should have already come forward, but that's just me. A couple things to look forward to. I see where Rockstar Games are going to unveil the uh, long-awaited Grand Theft Auto 6 uh, next week. You've got that to look forward to. And uh, to be released in January, uh, Mean Girls... The movie musical is going to be released January 12th. Man, do you want, I, not only you, but I want to see this movie. There's no, you could, I, you could not drag me away from seeing Mean Girls movie musical. <laughs> that sounds awesome, doesn't it? 
So here in uh, Texas, we had a, a massive fire at a chemical plant in, uh, I think it was, it was a Shepherd, Texas. And uh, there were pictures online and photos and videos and news reports of this giant, huge black plume of smoke. And there were up-close videos from helicopters, from news helicopters of the fire burning at this chemical plant. It was incredible. Uh, residents within a one-mile radius of the chemical plant fire were said, uh, you know, shelter in place. Now, they pulled that a few hours later, so you only had to shut off your HVAC system and shelter in place for, I think it was like four or five hours still though uh it would seem like a lot longer than five hours if you had to be in your home and they uh evacuated there was a school that's close by they got all the kids out of the school and got them with their parents which was good no one was harmed one of the employees uh, there were 19 of 37 employees of this uh, chemical plant that uh, were working one employee suffered minor burns and was taken to the hospital he was uh, said to be in stable condition and that he was gonna um, you know return home uh, after uh, that evening so uh, the chemicals involved in the fire were all flammable liquids uh, okay uh, it's amazing so this particular and I don't know I mean they I know the fire department were there but some of that stuff you've got to just let burn it it has to just burn out right you have you can put foam on it or whatever but some of the some of the chemicals you just got to let that burn out now the solvents produced in the factory are used to make glue and paint remover yum and uh, so the agency warned that chemicals from the plant are toxic and can cause eye and skin irritation Uh, thank you appreciate it so what you know what happened (laughs) so the company sound resource solutions and it's not funny it's not funny by the way um they recycle and repackage various chemicals stuff that you'd have underneath your sink that kind of thing right and so apparently there was a leaking container and an employee went hey that container's leaking and so that he tried to use a forklift to lift the container and now they're all apparently, you know, trained and, uh, you know, they've all been uh, certified. But he said, hey, that container's leaking. I'm going to go get my forklift and move it. And that caused an ignition. And that's what started the fire and explosion at the plant. So the next time you're working at a chemical plant and you see a container leaking, don't use a forklift to try to move the container that's leaking. It's very, really simple, actually. I am not uh, trained in handling hazardous chemicals. I'm just saying perhaps if there's a container leaking at a chemical plant, don't move it with a forklift. That's just what I'm saying. So we'll find out exactly what happened. I know that, uh, you know, the investigations are all ongoing and everybody's cooperating with everybody else. So we should find out what actually happened. Uh Uh-huh. We will. No, we will. Don't. That would be fine. The truth about January 6th. Harry Dunn, United States Capitol Police officer who testified about J6 to Congress and wrote a memoir. He painted himself as a heroic martyr who fought bravely against racism and insurrectionists. 
but he lied and uh, none of those events actually took place huh in fact he's had mental health problems since adolescence largely revolving around anger issues and those anger issues are evident in this breakdown at the capitol he conveniently left out that part of the story huh so uh this is the second installment of our uh video series the truth about january 6th uses open source videos of a number of dunn's outbursts that have been released to the public through several trials of january 6th defendants you know what this is the reason that we made the changes uh that we have to blaze news this is important people's freedom uh, is at stake so if you aren't a blaze news subscriber subscribe now to help us continue to do this work for just uh, 36 dollars you can go to blaze theblaze.com slash subscribe now you can read the story and subscribe today theblaze.com slash subscribe now you can do that or and i'll tell you a little secret just between you and me you can go to uh blazetv.com blazetv.com slash jeffy and uh, select the annual plan and uh, save $36 with the promo code jeffy plus it'd be $84 for the year and you'll be a member of blaze tv plus and get it all get the website and blaze tv or you know you can go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and uh, become a member of blaze news today and then you'll be able to watch uh the truth about january 6th and so much more on the website uh, you should check out the new blaze no ads no ads at all and that's kind of cool i do like that a lot but check out truth about january 6th and become uh, a member of blaze news or blaze tv plus whatever warms the inside of your heart so go to theblaze.com slash subscribe or go to blaze tv.com slash jeffy use the promo code jeffy and uh, become a member of blaze tv plus and that way you'll be able to read all the stories watch all the shows and watch truth about january 6th who died today who died today matt alrich matt alrich dead at the age of 41 a former indianapolis colts offensive guard he got a super bowl ring uh, as a champion he played uh, with peyton manning as they won uh, the super bowl over the chicago bears and so he uh, he passed away uh, according to jim ursay the owner of the indianapolis colts uh, jim posted i'm heartbroken to hear of the passing of matt Ulrich. matt was with us only two seasons but left his mark on many great guy i hear he was a great dad and he was a super bowl champ my prayers to his family now that's nice i know i just I, I don't know why that strikes me so funny is that uh great guy i hear he was a great dad you know i don't know though played with us for a couple of years yeah we got a super bowl with him but uh the nfl is uh, not for long and we moved on from him okay but i'm sorry and my prayers to his family so great guy i hear he was a great dad uh, i don't really know though so I guess that kind of covers your bases so that if you find out he wasn't a great dad <laughs> you could say that's what i heard uh, i didn't say that he was i just said that i heard he was a 
He was a great dad. So anyway, he founded uh, Dexafit LLC, a company specializing in body fat and metabolic testing, which has since established its presence across the nation. He served as a player advisor for the Harvard Football Players Health Study, boasting certifications from Harvard Business School. In his post-football life, the retired offensive guard built a life in Bozeman, Montana, along his wife and their four sons, who I hear he was a good dad, too. I heard that from somewhere. So uh, rest in peace, Matt Ulrich. Uh, he has dead. And now I know what you're thinking. I, you keep looking at me like that. Like I told you, that's what it is. It doesn't say that. Okay. It says the specific cause of his passing has not yet been disclosed. So we don't know. We don't know what made him die. Okay. We just know that Matt was 41 and that he passed away. We don't know why. So stop looking at me like that. Cause it doesn't say, I know. See that look right there. That look right there means that you're thinking what I'm thinking you're thinking. And that's not right because it doesn't say that. All right. Good news for uh, overweight people. Uh, Humans that are overweight. Uh, Eli Lilly's weight loss drug. uh, The FDA approved the diabetes treatment to be sold as a weight loss drug. Now, it's not going to be called Ozempic or Wigavoy or whatever they want to call it. It's going to be called Zepbound. Huh? How much do you love that? <laughs> I'd like to Zepbound, please. You know, the the generic Ozempic. Okay. So uh, I guess that, uh, you know, at least 100 million adults now are considered obese. Yeah, I mean, hello. And so this weight loss drug is uh, helping people lose weight. And there's been a shortage of it. And because it's, it was created to treat diabetes. So Eli Lilly said, yeah, it's approved, but yeah, we might not be able to get it to you. So uh, there's going to be some tight supplies. So why don't you just calm down a little bit? So Zetbound, Zetbound joins the weight loss market in the coming months. You're not going to be able to get it. Uh, there's going to be tight supplies. And so the people who are getting Wigavoy and Ozempic and Monjero uh, will still have uh, still have a tough time to get it. And especially the people that use it for diabetes instead of losing weight. But anyway, uh, good luck. And I hope that everyone gets their what's the name of it again? Oh, yeah. Zepbound. <laughs> Speaking of new pills, uh, the first pill approved. Well, we don't know that uh, Zepbound is a pill, but they have created some generic uh Ozempic and Manjaro pills, but uh, Ozempic and Wagavoy stuff you still have to put in uh, with a needle and syringe. But anyway, 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 my point is is that there's a new postpartum pill uh, that treats depression. Okay, postpartum depression, new pill. It's been approved. All right. That's good news. I mean, I don't want anybody to have postpartum depression. And according to this, I mean, there's over an estimated 500,000 people are affected by postpartum depression each year. That can't be just in the United States. That's got to be a global thing. Okay. So, I mean, 500,000 people affected by postpartum depression. That's a, that's a pretty big number. So, anyway, then you're going to have a pill. Uh, if you've got postpartum depression, here, take one of these. Thanks, Doc. How much is that going to cost? $15,900 for a two-week treatment course. <laughs> so, if you were depressed because you have, you know, your baby 
and you're depressed, that whole postpartum depression thing, you're going to be depressed because you got to pay $15,900 for a two-week treatment course. Yeah, honey, I was really depressed today, and I needed to get over this postpartum depression, so I went ahead and told the doc to start me on a two-week treatment course. For $15,900, I would say get over your depression quickly. Uh, please. And they don't even know if insurance is going to cover it. Sage Therapeutics and Biogens. Uh, Zerzuve uh, is for postpartum depression. And uh, so, good luck. I hope it works because I'm telling you right now, honey, I think I have postpartum depression. Okay. What did the doc say? Well, the doc said I, could, I should use Zerzuve. How much is that? $15,900 for a two-week course. Yeah, you're going to go ahead and be depressed. I'm just joking. Fine, I know. Everything for health. Whatever whatever gets you better. Whatever gets you better. You know, except for for that, because that's too expensive. Can we maybe try going for a walk or something before we... No? Okay. All right. All right, be sure to follow me on my social media sites at JeffyJFR on X. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show, ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. I've got to go over, I've got a couple of emails that I've got to talk about here that people send in to ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. I do see them all. I don't respond to all of them. And uh, sometimes I may not read them all on the air. But there are a couple today that uh, stuck out to me that we've got to comment on. I know it's also a sad day. Uh, You know, no one supports zoos more than Chewing the Fat and myself, Jeff Fisher. Um, the three giant pandas are no longer in the United States. Uh, they are on a plane bound for China. Yeah, they may even actually be in China now. Uh, China recalled uh, the animals uh, as the loan agreement for them expired. And uh, so uh, they've all, they've been uh, D.C. Uh, panda lists uh, for the past 23 years. Oh, no. So for uh, the three pandas, uh, they hopped on a FedEx cargo jet, dubbed the panda express oh that's cute uh tricked out with a giant panda decal decal and filled with bamboo as an in-flight snack oh yeah and so we don't know what uh what china's gonna do uh if they're gonna let us borrow some other pandas in the future or what but uh right now we are pandaless here in the united states i know i know you'd think well, didn't we have a couple born here so i mean that's if they're, if they're born here, that's aren't those like anchor pandas? They get to stay, right? The the panda becomes a U.S. citizen, and the the mom becomes a U.S. citizen. So maybe we don't send them back to China. I don't know how how the old Xi Jinping would like that, but you know you never know. You could put up a put up a little bit of a fight. And I see where I mean. Don't forget, we've got uh, Xi Jinping is going to be in town. Uh, this weekend, I think, right? He's going to meet with U.S. business executives in San Francisco. Well, that'll go over great, boy. But I want to see how cleaned up San Francisco is when Xi Jinping and all these uh, CEOs of major companies and President Biden shows up in San Francisco. I bet you those streets are shining. Uh, we'll see. Or they just don't show it to him. Just put up some fence and just keep driving. Don't make a left. Don't make a left. Don't make a left. 
maybe that's what happened. Now, we don't even know what companies are going to show up. I'm sure companies are, you know, not promoting. Yep, going to meet with Xi Jinping. <laughs> not that I want more than to meet with the old Chinese and let people know about it in today's world. I did see a new uh, morning consult poll that found 48% of people in China considered the U.S. an enemy or unfriendly compared with, I mean, it was 80% a year or two ago. So it's, you know, gone down considerably. Uh, More than 75% also said they were concerned about U.S.-China tensions. Okay, well, I mean, hey, President Biden and Xi Jinping have traveled uh, together multiple times and they're going to be meeting in San Francisco, uh, I think, this weekend. Now, it looks like this summit is next week. So it's a big summit, I guess. JP, Jamie Dimon's going to be there. Elon's going to be there. Tim Cook's going to be there. Isn't that special? We'll all just get together. Man, we're going to have, I hope we have uh, Albert Burla there from uh pfizer yes he's going to be i think he's speaking that's great and there's going to be a gala reception on the 15th so that's mid middle of next week that's wonderful what is this entire event it's the oh it's the asia pacific economic cooperation summit (laughs) i don't know when is z coming into town if he's going to sneak in if he's going to be there for the whole event it says here the event is the 14th, 15th, and 16th. I don't know if G's hanging out in San Fran for three days or if he's just coming in for a day, meet with a few of these people, meet with Biden, and then, uh, you know, zip back into China. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how it's handled. Won't it? Okay, a couple of emails. I got an email from uh, Lisa. Thank you. Emailed chewingthefat at theblaze.com. When we were talking about the restaurant in Georgia that was uh, looking to charge people who had kids and uh, didn't want kids and the whole thing, and apparently I pronounced the place wrong. Uh, Lisa wanted to let me know that it is uh, the word T-O-C-C-O-A is pronounced Tacoa, right? Is that did I did I do that right? And the stress placed on KO, so on KO, right? So Tacoa, Tacoa, Georgia. That's how it's supposed to be pronounced. I've never been there. I've been to a, a number of places in uh, eastern and northeastern Georgia. Um, not a whole lot of time in northwestern Georgia, but Tacoa, I think, was a little bit uh, northeast of Atlanta up in there i love that area i mean the foothills of georgia is just gorgeous but apparently i guess what was they calling it tacoa or uh tacoa i I don't know but it's tacoa tacoa t-u-h dash k-o dash u-h stress placed on k-o so tacoa georgia that's where the restaurant was so i apologize she uh she said that she uh (laughs) i-j-b-o-l'd <laughs> uh, well, it's because I apparently, you know, I need to use it correctly. And she said that she'd been there. It's a scenic and beautiful. I said that. I said that it was scenic and beautiful. I couldn't believe. I remember the story now because the restaurant was across the river from some uh, from some Airbnb or somebody's weekend house. I couldn't believe it was right across the right across the way. Anyway, um, Lisa's been there a bunch. I may, I, maybe Lisa's the owner of the house across the river from the restaurant. 
I don't know. But she said that uh, she wanted me to say it the correct way because she knew how important it was to me. And it is. It is important to me. So thank you for pointing that out, Lisa. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy more time in Tacoa, Georgia. Okay? All right. That's not how, if it's not Tacoa now, I'll, I'll just call it some city in Georgia because that's it. I got an email from Jimmy, chewythefatattheblaze.com. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. I got to say, this email might not be for everyone. It might just be for me, uh, but I love it and I wanted to share it. And I think that, uh, I think it, these are great ideas and it proves that I need someone, you know, to manage my stuff because these are great ideas, but... I'm really not probably going to do this because I'm lazy. Uh, I, according to Jimmy, uh, he's, it was titled Bidness Opportunity. I heard an Unleashed episode from last week where you were talking about Blaze dropping the foot fungus ads. Yes, we had, and we were on uh, Pat Show. Uh, I'm on Pat Show a couple times, sometimes more than that a week. And we were talking about Blaze and we were happy that it dropped the fungus ads. And then we were making some jokes. Uh, Pat and Keith had some laughs uh, about uh, my websites and foot fungus websites and you know ha 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 so now he according to jimmy he thinks i'm overlooking a real business opportunity here you can manage a foot fetish site called chewing the feet i don't mind that uh free with ads or a subscriber-based premium content model i like that idea a lot you could always hawk some of your other ventures like mumu's by jeffy mumu's by jeffy would be huge if i could actually pull that off that would be huge my daughter actually designed several mumu's for the mumu's by jeffy chain and also an exclusively angry cameo style site the fat and the furious <laughs> so i don't want to you know look i don't want i'm not going to try to take on cameo uh they're the giant and i, I already am part of cameo at jeffy jfr which people can order and you can order angry cameo if you want you can be happy sad glad mad mean angry whatever you want and cameo you know will at jeffy jfr sends it to me and then i do it and then uh, you know you pay and then I get a cut, and they get a cut, and we're all happy. You get your you get your cameo, and everybody gets their cut of what it costs. That's how it works. I'm not going to take on the take on the behemoth, the cameo, but I love I love the uh, the subscriber based premium content model sites, and I love uh, breaking back into the Momo's uh, industry because that I believe actually well dead serious. I believe Momo's by Jeffy would sell. And so I think that was a great idea. But my point is here, Jimmy, is that I need someone that could run that because I'm just too lazy. I love the idea. I've got great ideas. I'm happy to do it. We can talk about design and all of that. But to actually go out and do it, oh, my gosh. I'd rather, I got, you know, yeah, I want to do that. And I I want to do that. But, yeah, it's raining out. And I'm just going to be here for a while. All right, and uh, then I'll leave you with a quick little joke for the day. Made me laugh. A smile for the day. Not really a joke, just a a laugh for the day. Somewhere where you go, (laughs) isn't that cute? So I see this post. uh, I did not have this happen, okay? This is a post on the internet. I wanted to shave my private area, and I used my phone camera as a mirror. It all went great until I started getting likes on Facebook. Be careful what buttons you push.
subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.